0: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. (laughs) Doodle. What's up, Internet? You're listening to another episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. From the perspective of people of color. And it is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, aka the future herald of Galactus, Wakanda's yeah. favorite DJ, the Kevin Bacon of the Internet, Bobby Finlay, Hollywood Hameen, I Beverly Trillbilly, Soldier 70 Split, Doctor Who's Man's This? Hash Catchum, the Count of Crown, Wakanda in the spaceship here tonight. Yes, that's right. Damn, that's right. you
1: <laughs> you went in. I'm sitting here like trying to find all my names now. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's, it's a lot of
0: energy in the spaceship tonight. Let me just say that off the bat. I am super hype, happy to be here. Let me welcome my co-host,
1: Tatiana King Jones, A.K.A. the Grand the Tech, A.K.A. the Black Russian, the Black Rogue, A.K.A. Sean Jean Luke Picard, A.K.A. Trill Quist. And I think I'm going to leave it there because I don't think I could beat you today.
0: (laughs) Hey, all right. You know, for once, I'm ready. You know, I'm like reading off the list. You know, I had to be (laughs) prepared tonight because, you know, it is a superior night here in the spaceship. I hope everyone, you know, let me just shout out everyone, all the new listeners who checked out. Cree Summer joining us last week.
1: Yes. Oh,
0: Lord. You know, it, it was an experience. If you haven't heard it yet
1: last week was Cree summer episode and I was on a plane. So that's another thing. Shout out to Jamie Rigetti who stepped into the spaceship. She beamed in, took over the co-captain's chair. But when I was listening to that Cree summer interview and she did the voice of Elmira from tiny Toons, literally tears started rolling out of my eyes. It's been years since I heard that voice. So, Thank you so much for that blessing.
0: It was so crazy because I was talking with Jamie afterwards and I was like, yo, when she was talking about, when I was looking her up and I saw Tiny Tunes Elmira, I couldn't remember which character and I didn't Google Elmira. It's Elmira Fudd. Fudd She's
1: oh, she, she, oh, Elmira I, Fudd's I, daughter.
0: Oh, oh, I know everything. Because as soon <laughs> as she did the voice, I'm like, oh my God, that's Elmira Fudd. Like, you know, it all came back to me. So... I mean, shout outs to Kree Summer once again. It was so mm-hmm. incredible having her here. We definitely had got to have her back. She can't wait to come back. She's, you know, hyped to meet you. It's it's going down. Fan Show was lit right now. I mean,
1: yes. Ooh. And ooh. then and then before that, we had Bomani Jones. I mean, and then I mean that was to open up the year. And then obviously in 2017, we went crazy with the guests, and we just keep telling you guys. And I've said this on Twitter. I feel like FanBro Show is the most left on podcast. Mm. 2018, y'all going to learn today. Like, this is not happening anymore. I am going to keep telling y'all. We still need your help to tell everybody, tell your peoples, tell everybody to subscribe, to rate it, to comment, do all of that stuff. But at the same time, I refuse to go quietly into that good night. 2018 <laughs> is the year of FanBro Show for all nerds.
0: Word, because you know, um, shout outs to the Bodega Boys. I, I mentioned this before. They gave us a big shout out on one of their episodes, and on that episode, they were talking about their—I won't even call it beef. Their, I don't know, ve- vegan something they had with a DJ, whatever his <laughs> name is, and you know, they were talking about how oh. that. Lit up. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about, and, and you know me, I'm DJ they- Ben. I mean, I give no respect. To any DJ who, or anyone who puts that in front of their name. So, the D- I, so I won't say the I mean,
1: name, but the DJ that's on Everyday Struggle.
0: Oh, I mean, that's too much of a shout out right there. Yeah,
1: no, no, that's enough. Y'all can figure it out. Because some people still don't know who you're talking about until I said that. But go ahead.
0: True, true. Well, whatever. You know, they had their little issue with them. And I'm like, do we need some beef? You know, do we need somebody to diss us to put that battery in our back? Is that what we need? You know, because if so, let me know, folks.
1: You know, Contra bring cells, it. I guess, like, <laughs> I don't wanna be that that show that's like just starts beefing with people for no reason. <laughs> Cause because there are lots of shows like that, not your names. Mm-hmm. However, I will if someone says something sideways, I will not be quiet about it and I will speak up and invite them on the show because we can have a talk about it. But Word. we don't shy away from anything on this show. So we and, and we're really about serving justice. So let us know, because if somebody needs to be, get, you know, gotten together, we'll, we'll get them together really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, speaking of being on people's shows and stuff, shout out to Megasheen Pod. We appeared yes. on their show this week, you know, had a great time on there. So make sure you check that out as well. It's a, it's a at mega sheen pod on twitter right yes mega
1: sheen uh we had a great time we talked like we talked a little bit about black panther we talked about a lot of different topics actually and i realized realize how much they talk about on that show but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> they talk about everything like we thought we talked about everything no they talk about everything too so make sure as ben mean said you guys listen to that show support them big ups Uh, Big ups to Wonder Man on Twitter. Wonder Man 5, I think his name is on Twitter. Big ups to Porter Pizazz. Mm -hmm. Like, they are dope. Yeah.
0: And also part of Universal Fan Con. And shout-outs to everyone who got their tickets this week when we released that. Yo!
1: So, y'all missed it. This is why I be telling (laughs) y'all. Follow us. This is why I be telling y'all, follow us. Follow everybody when we tell y'all to follow. Because... It was literally for maybe I don't know eight hours where Universal's Fancons was selling weekend long. I mean three, i.e., three day long tickets. Okay, all three days to Fancon for fifty percent off. Mm. And then on top of that, if you use our code Fan Bros F A N B R O S, you got more discount on top of that. So there's people's running around with three day passes. For no money, like, (laughs) and I don't think they're going to do it again. And if they do, you got to, you really got to follow us because they pop, these pop, they they pop up these surprises on us all the time. And we want to make sure that you guys get the goods. And like I said, just even generally speaking, it works on all types of passes, but use our code FAMBROS to get your discount on your Universal FanCon convention pass. It is the weekend of April 27th in Be More.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is going down. Oh my God. So many guests that have just been announced one after the other. People got these tickets. This is like when uh, Dallas Penn put out the polo code and people got their reparations from polo. Yo! This is, was like a slaughterhouse. It like a, the, the site broke down. It, you know, it was all that. Break right, the internet. So if you didn't get your tickets in, make sure you're following Fan Bros Show, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, we might have to release another code at some point. And you can always use our code, F-A-N-B-R-O-S, and, you know, get a discount to anything at Universal FanCon. The three-day passes, the one-day passes, whatever you want to get, get there. We'll be in the house.
1: Yo, Ben, I mean, did you hear the last guest that got announced, like, a few days ago?
0: I'm sure I did, but let them know.
1: Christian uh Karen, is that how you pronounce his last name? But do you know who that is? You may not recognize the name, but do you know who that is? Nope. It's Hodor oh. from Game of Thrones. Oh. And he's just not showing up, my guy. He's DJing a wraith.
0: Oh, you know it. Hodor gets down or like worldwide. He DJs all around the world. He's an EDM DJ and he, you know, rocks it worldwide.
1: I, I had no idea. Oh,
0: yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. He took the. I
1: know I did. He even dj I know he was on the ones and twos yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: he took the the fame of the show and made good use of it. Shout out to you, hold or hold the door, homie, because you, you know, <laughs> that is how you do it. One word to a DJ career. What? You know, don't be don't hate the player, hate the game. And
1: Chris, I'm sorry, and Christian Nairn. I, I I don't know why I, I just wanted to call him Two Ks, but Christian Nairn
0: yep. is is his, his real name. But Dope. yo, he's fire. Dope. Can't wait to get a picture with him. All right. You know, but we got to get to the real news of the week, you know, starting off. I mean, as you know, if you've looked on YouTube, you know, and followed us on YouTube, as you should be, we yeah. dropped, you know, our first impressions of Black Panther.
1: On FAMBROS TV.
0: There we go. Google,
1: Google FAMBROS TV and our YouTube page will pop up.
0: Yep. And you can subscribe right there and you can check out the video. Me, Tatiana and Chico Leo all sat down. You know we all got to see it already,
1: you, me, and Mellow marketer,
0: oh, excuse me, sorry, I forgot you know Chico not-
1: Chico did see the movie, but it was literally like two thirty in the morning when we recorded this, <laughs> yes,
0: you know, because we gotta do that to bring it to y'all, you know, this is what we do, so yeah, but there's you know since then, you know everyone else's impressions have come out. they've been overwhelmingly positive, mm-hmm. I mean, my guy <sighs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's a very. Movie. It's incredibly personal, okay? And um, actually, we had a lot of people watch the video already. A lot of people gave some comments. Some people were like, oh, you're not really being that objective. I'm just like, look, this is, first of all, this is our reaction video. A full review will be released starting February 6th. It might be multiple reviews, but a full review will be released February 6th. That's when the the review embargo lifts, and that's where we'll have some more critical eye and critical um, engagement on understanding what that movie is about. That said... As a Black person, as a Black woman, I can, I also, from a reaction standpoint, I can't separate that from myself. Like, I, this was so personal, and it meant so much to me. So to see it come to fruition like that was incredible.
0: I mean, absolutely incredible. Sensational. Like I, sensational. <laughs> you gotta kiss the fingers, like, Mwah it was like you know i, I was i was in the theater with um chuck kreemore and uh dorian from nerds of color and nerds of color nerds uh, of color sorry i'm you know just too hype right now shout out to the <laughs> <any laughs> color shout out to all of them but you know i'm in the theater with them and me and chuck are talking before the screen. and and we're like yo just please be good please be good right You know, so it's not that I'm being objective. I mean, I'm not being objective, especially in the reaction video. You know, like you said, you'll see more reviews soon. But it's lit. Like, it is so (laughs) crazy. Like, I cannot stop thinking about this film. It's just so important. It's so personal. You know, as someone who's been to Africa several times, it means so much on a world level. Like yeah. I hit my boy in Ethiopia right away, like, yo, my man's it's better than we could have imagined. And he's like, Yes. Cause when I was over there the last time we were talking about civil war. And I don't even think civil war had come out yet the last time I was over there. Hmm. And he was like, Yo, what's up with this Black Panther dude? And I was like, Yo, my man's. You're not ready. Right. You know, and yeah, and then when he saw it, I think I went back. No, I, I've been back since then, and we were talking about it. Then he was like, Yo, and I'm like, yo, you know, and so worldwide, this film is going to crush folks. You know, Chadwick is the biggest star in China. Like, I love when the haters said that. I, I, I just, you know, We'll get to the big haters later. But I saw these haters already. I always go to the sites, you know, that aren't run by people of color mm-hmm. and read the reviews of, like, you know, when the reviews get posted and stuff. And it's always the same haters. Oh, well, you know. You know, this looks boring. You know, this doesn't look like it has good action in it. You know, but besides the SWJs, who's going to go see this movie?
1: You know, and uh, this movie doesn't cater to, and and there's, first of all, there's, I'm not going to give too much, but there's none of that. There's nothing heavy handed about this movie when it comes to quote unquote SJW um, topics. None of that. It's heavy handed. <laughs> the movie itself is happy because the movie slaps the shit out of you when it comes to, to me and fire but no there's yes. this, this movie is does not preachy whatsoever so mm-hmm. anyone who says it is is lying anyone who says yeah. it's not enough action in the movie is lying and i'm and i'm lying. I, and i say that with all confidence and i will say that to their face and i will say it to their mother you're lying you lie Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's it, the only the, the only thing I will say everybody. that that's going to change depending on who you talk to is is this the best MCU movie ever? People going to be all yep. over the map with this depending on oh, how yeah. they personally feel about the characters and all that other stuff. That said, yep. everything there, there's 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 no way anything super negative someone says is true. It cannot. It's not. It's not.
0: Yeah. No, that, that's that's a lie. Because, like you said, it hits on all levels. Even if you don't give a f F about all the politics and all the, you know, personal stuff in it, you know, as far as African Americans, as far as black people worldwide, it'll just be a dope-ass superhero movie to you. Because it's a dope-ass superhero movie. And on that level, to me, it's still top five MCU films. But on a personal level, and people are going to bug when they hear this, this movie... I've been trying to figure out I'm, little shouts to the other movie. I've been figuring out what movie is more important to me personally on a geek level. And it's like there's Star Wars, which started everything for me, mm-hmm. and then there's this. And this might be topping Star Wars right now.
1: Damn, that's ain't a lot coming from you.
0: Yeah. Not that it might like Empire Strikes Back might still be my most, you know, favorite movie of all time. But this, as far as the importance of mm-hmm. it. I can't I've been thinking there's like Hollywood shuffle, which is another favorite of mine that I feel like every black person, especially black people in America and especially black people who work in media should see. But I can't think of anything else like Black Panther
1: because there's nothing else like like it, quite honestly. No,
0: shout out to everyone involved. It is just such a work of art. It's so important. It's so dope. You know, I'm so happy that Crown Wakanda is sold out. You know, the Crown Wakanda curriculum is coming. Shout out to the, the the NAACP of Brooklyn. Yes. We got, you know, two months of workshops coming, teaching the kids about building their own Wakanda. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lit. We probably got to take that show on the road, you know, bring it nationwide, worldwide, because it's, like I said, this movie is so important. It's so crazy.
1: Whew, I'm Lord. glad you mentioned Crown Wakanda. Crown Wakanda is our gala screening event It will be red carpet like entrance. There will be amazing food and drink. There will be special guests and special surprises and gifts. And of course, we're doing it at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn, which means it's going to be an elevated view and experience. It's one of them types of places where you could eat and drink and order food as you're watching a movie and they come in like ninjas. You don't even see them motherfuckers. They come in, give you your stuff, and you good. And on top of that, as Ben mean said, all of this, all these efforts and all this money and stuff we're putting into it is to help the kids, to help the youth and help the community. Because the next day on the 16th, we're doing a free screening for the youth. They get the free popcorn, free soda, again, at the Alamo Draft House. And it's just incredible how much work and how much love and how much community is involved in this. And this means so much to us. So thank you for everyone who supported Crown Wakanda, who is supporting it, who's going to support it come Feb 15. Thank you to everybody who bought out your tickets. It got sold out in two days and we love y'all so much. And we can't wait to bring this and more events for you in the future.
0: Mm -hmm. And also I want to say that again, we love y'all like seeing that sellout in two days was so crazy to me. And then seeing all the different reactions from all kinds of people about this event, seeing everybody getting their clothes ready, you know, getting their outfits together, you know, the cosplay community, the Afro future community, you know, the crown Wakanda community. It's just so beautiful to see all this coming together. And I'm even more hyped about the kids screening because I can't wait to see, like, we're going to have to get video of them. I want to get the um the dark light video so we can get them while they're watching it. But we got to get the video of them coming out of the theater because I can't <laughs> wait to see the reaction of kids coming out of theaters when they, you know, bust out of them doors and are just going nuts. So I can't wait for that type of stuff. And, you know, then the Crown Wakanda curriculum, that is so lit to me, the fact that we're doing this with the NAACP and teaching kids about the essence of building their own Wakanda. You know, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, this movie, like I said, people think it's, you know, hype, blah, blah, whatever. I I even got to shout out Disney real quick because I've seen all of the merchandise that they're rolling out Mm -hmm. for this film. And just from Disney alone, it's so crazy. Like, I was bugging when I see these, they've got, um... The little tank tops for shorties, and it's like the tank tops feature, you know, Shuri and Okoye, mm. like you know, a bald-headed black mm. woman, you know, on a tank top that's put out by Disney that has the official Black Panther logo on it. You know, this should be in stores everywhere. The joints they got at Target, yo, y'all need to hit a Target because the shirts they got at Target for this are crazy. Like, it's so much merchandise. And to see, like I said, bald-headed black woman. A black woman with her natural curly afro. Like, to see this on merchandise being put out by Disney. Like, these women are now Disney yes. princesses. Shuri is technically like, a Disney they're princess. princess. They're so, all, <laughs> all three yeah. of them are. You know, Nikita. Yeah, all three of them. So, it's gonna, like, to see, the, like, how Disney, I mean, they're gonna make their money, you know. But how, I, I, mean, I gotta say it, how they're gonna melt this. It's gonna be crazy, but at the same time, it's to be so beautiful because it's strong black people in all the roles.
1: Absolutely, and also shouts to we mentioned Brooklyn Double NAACP. Also shouts to Universal FanCon, who's also a partner. Shouts to Black Girl Nerds, who's also a partner. Blurreds Meet, and everyone else that's involved in trying to help bring this and make this a successful event. Thank you, everybody, for helping us see my dreams and everybody's dreams come true.
0: Hmm. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the show. This is Cree Summer, and when I'm not voicing your favorite chocolate cartoons or smoking a lot of weed,
1: I'm listening to The Fan Bro Show. Actually, sometimes
0: I do that at the same time. Beat,
1: beat,
0: and welcome back fan bros i know you've been enjoying this episode but we are about to go into one of my favorite segments we are also doing this live right now on instagram so shout out to everybody watching but for those who are listening it doesn't matter because we're not live <laughs> right now just to let you know don't go to my instagram but you can follow me at dj ben i mean follow tatiana king and let's get it started with one of my favorite segments on the show the guac is extra yes the guac is extra and everybody watching right now just saw me bobbing my head for no reason because you know it's a lot of magic involved (laughs) in this show
1: this is literally behind the scenes. You guys are seeing the podcast actually get recorded right yes, now.
0: Yes, you know, and people listening are like, what are you talking about? Just get to the questions. That's right, because this is the guac is extra. The Geekly Asked Questions, where we accept any and all questions from our listeners. You can hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or hit us on the Twitter, at Fan Bros Show. And what do we have up first tonight?
1: What we have first is... Uh, Oh, wow. This is really difficult. This is from listener Jasmine. Jasmine writes, hey, guys, I have a slight dilemma. So unfortunately, I'm going to be a bridesmaid the weekend Black Panther comes out. The wedding is that Saturday, so February 16th, uh, February 17th, and I bought my tickets for Thursday night, February 15th. The bride kind of made me feel bad when she said that she'll need all the help that she can get and that it would be great if we can come on Thursday night. Most of her bridesmaids live in the same city as her, so it won't be a problem. However, one of my friends is going down Thursday, and my other friend will show up until Friday night because she still has to work and she lives too far. I told them the reason why I'm not coming until Friday, but I still feel a little bad. So it seems like you made your, your, your decision. But anyway, she says, but she still feels a little bad. On the other hand... Uh, If she does just go to the wedding, she's going to miss on probably the most blackest weekend of the year and to be the only black girl at a white ass wedding. She said, I'm trading in Black Panther to listen, listen to some polka music at the reception. She said there will be country and Spanish music, too, but I like that music. So should I keep my plans and leave early Friday morning to help out my friend and still be able to watch Black Panther or give my tickets to someone else and be a good friend and leave Thursday to help out the bride? Thanks and Ooh. keep up the good work. Yikes.
0: You're not the maid of honor, so there's that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One surprise made, <laughs> always the prize I don't know. Um Well, I'm looking at the chat and everyone's like, no, no, you need to yeah. you need to go Perfect. to the movie. What? This is gonna it's sound mad selfish, but How close are you to the bride? Because if she's like super duper friend, then I could understand a friend being upset. That was like, oh, you trying to watch a movie over be my friend and help me, (laughs) you know, with the wedding. At the same time, it's Black Panther. And this is going to be the Blackest weekend of the year. Um, It's not going to be the only Black weekend of the year because please believe people seeing Black Panther week after week after week.
0: Week after week after week.
1: And this is hard. This is hard because... I'm a geek, and I I'm with the I have a lot of FOMO too, f- fear of missing out. So it's just like I gotta be there first. H- here's the question: How many bridesmaids are there? Because mm. if there's a lot of bridesmaids. By a lot, I mean like four more. <laughs> ah, if there's a right. lot of bridesmaids, I mean not that your your presence wouldn't help, but you're not absolutely the end all be all. So it's like if it's mad people there, and plus you already told them that you're kind of not coming on Friday then I guess they would get it. Um, I don't know. If, if Maybe if you feel guilty about it, I don't know, take some kids with you. I don't know. And do it, Do it, make it a good cause. Make it a charity, community charity event. I don't know. But like, damn, what you think, Ben? I don't know.
0: I mean, no shots, but she's the only black girl there. So she's already gonna, already gonna do double the work of everybody else. Ooh. So she can <laughs> she can take one day off and just, you know, get there the next day. And, you know, she'll make up for it naturally. Yeah, know, and she'll be filled with such black girl, black woman magic yeah. from seeing Black Panther that she'll just take over the wedding. You know, it'll be the best thing about the wedding. Go yeah. see Black Panther. The story that is a great question, but there's really
1: I, it's hard, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, you're wrong," and oh, when is a life event? But girl, you said polka music, and I'm just like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> and you could be hearing that soundtrack instead. <sighs> Please.
1: I think I, I think I'm with Ben. on go see Black Panther, and I think they'll understand. Just just step up, you know, <laughs> throughout the rest of the wedding. Just step up and, and be there for your friend, and you know that's that, that's what it is. Now I know people's like they're giving terrible life advice, but I can't. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> Great life, <laughs> advice. Life, life
1: advice. Life advice. I mean, go see fantastic. Black-
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, go see Black Panther. Yeah. No question.
1: Yeah. Um, the next question comes from. Uh, Is it E-Rob for President, a.k.a. Drank Sinatra?
0: That's a great one. That's a good
1: one. They write, which character revamp impressed you enough to inspire excited giggles or delightful glee? uh, Excuse me, delightful glee. Case in point, from stereotype to caricature to badass, Blade and Elmer Fudd make significant transitions. What are your picks?
0: Ooh, those are both good examples. I'll say that Blade and Elmer Fudd. Um, <laughs> for people who don't know, uh, Elmer Fudd was recently in this Batman comic that was super ill. It was like Batman meets the rest of Warner Brothers creations. And it's a really ill comic where Elmer Fudd is like taken seriously. So check that out, you know, to understand that. And Blade in the comics was a clown and in oh, the movies is Wesley Snipes. But
1: see, I saw a frame or a, I saw a panel from that comic you talking about. Was Elmer Fudd shooting Batman?
0: Oh hell yeah, yeah! He was putting, the, yeah, uh-huh. putting the, he put the shotgun to Batman. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> he, he put the twelve the sh- gauge on him. He
1: put the hammer on Batman. Yes. Elmer, yeah. Fudd. Elmer Fudd.
0: Elmer Fudd. It's such a dope comic. It's written by Tom King, who's writing Batman, who wrote Vision, who wrote everything great recently. And yeah, it's, it's
1: I'm hunting wabbits, Elmer yes. Fudd.
0: Oh yes. Oh my god! Father wow. Of Crease Summer and another universe, Elmer Fudd.
1: Yes. Father Cree-Sup, father of Amira, voiced yes. by suffer Okay, yes. so um, so do you have anyone any any characters that were like whack, uh, c- cartoons or whatever characters that were whack or they were stereotypes they were caricatures, but now they're like dope? Oh God, you're laughing. That means I'm just yes.
0: laughing. And um, somebody said Wasterly whack Man. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was fighting the Wasterly Whap Man. Um. Yeah. Oh man, this is such a great question, and I'm so ill prepared. Uh...
1: You know what I can think of, and I'm not going to give nothing away. Yep. Manate from Black Panther. Oh. <laughs> when y'all see the movie, glow
0: up. Glow <laughs> yeah. um, up. Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. All the damn comics I've read and I'm, I can't think of a clown who's become a character that I love. I can think about like a lot of characters that I love mm-hmm. turn to clowns. You know, I can think of that. But yeah, um,
1: you no, guys, in I, in a, in a, uh, I'm trying to think like, uh, like characters, even like cartoon. Well, you know, what? I'm thinking of also like costumes, right? Costumes that was whack back in the day, but then they fixed it up and it looks cool like
0: oh oh that's There's okay. a, time. That's a glow up
1: too
0: oh captain marvel um the upcoming captain marvel you know ha- had one of the worst costumes ever well it depends on what you like but pretty bad uh, and you know definitely blew up
1: art style artsy star child in its room says fred from scooby-doo mysteries that was a glow up. Oh, I, I don't know it so i don't know
0: yeah i have no idea
1: okay yeah. um damn yeah. i don't i don't know if i know any like that i, I i'm just still stuck on the fact that emma fun had the hammer that's yeah,
0: wild. he had the hammer. Elmer Fudd was laying it down. and Not in that way. <laughs> N- not in that way. You know, he was laying it down, but not in that way. Um, yeah, I would go with, like, we answered a question a few weeks ago about power ups and I, you know, like mm. Jean Grey to the Phoenix. Right. That's a glow up, but it's more of a power up. So I can't really, you know.
1: No, but like like I said, just like we're, and, and hey, maybe this is a question for the listeners, whether you're in the chat room or whether you listen to this later on the podcast. Let us know. Do you know of any characters that went from either stereotype or caricature or just were just plain whack? Did they now become dope AF? Like, if you know of any, let us know. Hit us up, contact at fanbros.com or you can hit us up on the interwebs at Show. Um, And we actually have one more left. And my battery's dying. We almost have one more left. (laughs) (laughs) This one comes from uh, Rhea Clemens. Rhea writes, Hey, fam I'm really sad that I'm going to miss Crown Wakanda because I live in Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. I started watching Altered Carbon yesterday because I saw some people of color actors I like in a trailer. But after four eps in, I've seen them only a handful of times. Are you... Ouch. Are you guys watching this ripoff of Blade Runner? Ooh, damn. <laughs> or have you any recommendations for new shows to watch?
0: Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. Um wow. Uh okay, shout out to Otto Asando, first yeah. of all, for being up in Alter Carbon. We're gonna have him on the show real soon. Also, shout out to Chico Leo, who's enjoying it so far. I haven't started watching it yet, so I don't know. I want to watch it just for Otto yes. because I'll watch anything. And he's he's Fan
1: Bros fan. We support him. Um, you know, yep. Chico, even though Chico flamed the hell out of vinyl, we watch vinyl yeah. because Otto then we want to support watch it. it yeah. So, yep. you know, we'll see what happens. So I don't know. I don't personally know if Alter Carbon is bad or good. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really give my opinion on that. But... Um, According yeah. to Reed, this is a Blade Runner ripoff. So do we have any recommendations for new shows to watch? And I'm guessing you mean new shows in that vein, right? That sci-fi kind of lane. Have you seen Electric Dreams yet, Ben? I mean, on, on No,
0: but I hear Electric Dreams is pretty good. I haven't got to peep that. I was going suggest- to thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I was
1: going to suggest that um, uh, Black Lightning on the CW. Absolutely. Yep. Um,
0: absolutely.
1: Any other new shows you could think of? Nah. Uh, TV shows. Oh,
0: that's funny, though, because know, I'm. Yeah, I've been catching up on a lot of movies lately. Like mm. I was watching a lot of Oscar nominees and stuff like that. So uh, I've been watching Black Lightning and I love it. You know, I really love that show right now. Like it's three episodes in. I fell off uh, Star Trek Discovery, but people loved it. You know, I loved the Star first Trek But I've dope
1: show Star Trek Discovery. That's another suggestion. Watch that show.
0: I haven't watched it since it came back from break, but I'm gonna catch back up on it because I loved. Everybody's calling
1: like a R-rated Star Trek. Which is, which is, which is, which is. I mean, I feel like you're miss. You miss a lot of the r stuff that's already happened in Star Trek. But sure, it's an R-rated Star Trek. <laughs>
0: Um yeah, because Kirk was getting down. Someone asked, Do we watch the magicians? No, I don't. We
1: do on fanbros.com. So every week yes. um we have Ashanti Williams does a recap of the episode. So that's another thing. If you go to fanbros.com, we do mad recaps, mad reviews of shows and movies and all sorts of things. So hit up hit that up. You can peruse the site. We may teach you about something that you didn't know about before.
0: All right, and I guess that's about it. I do want to say real quick though, I, I finally watched uh, that movie Bright on Netflix because everyone was uh... like, oh, you gotta watch it before you do. It's so trash. Everyone out there who is recommending Bright, you are so bugging. Like, it's so stupid on so many levels. Like, stupid the racial aspects. Like I said before about Black Panther, if you take that out of the film, it's still a dope film. If you take the idiot racial aspects out of Bright, it's still trash. So, you know. Trey,
1: okay. Oh gosh, y'all can't. I mean, the I people on IG can too, see too. me True. like touching my head, but yeah. Um, from a from a critical perspective, it is absolute trash. From a, can I turn it on and have it on in the background and and have some form of entertainment? Sure, <laughs> yes. sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's it's not really a good thing. But but I have I've, you've seen the reviews. the The critics were critics. We've panned it. The general audience has said, oh, it's not that bad. And I don't think that's much of a recommendation saying something's not that bad. So, you know, yeah, you know, what up, Marcus Prime? Marcus Prime jumped in the room. Marcus Prime is the premier illustrator. He is dope. You need to go to his site. You need to go to his page. He has amazing art. What up, Marcus?
0: And that is all of our questions for this week. So if you have a question for us, you can always hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or you can hit us on the Twitter at Show. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back for the show. Hey, this is Beaumont Jones, and when I don't have random eggs saying crazy things to me on Twitter, I'm listening to the Fan Bros.
1: It's childish, can't be no hunger, drop it like the Nasdaq Move white girls like this coat of my ass crack Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter
0: and Adidas And welcome short. back, Rose, I hope this episode Shout out to everybody who is watching us on Instagram Live And if you weren't, that makes no sense But if you were, shouts to you, and shout out to everybody listening right now Thank you to everybody who sent in their questions. Please send us more. Contact at fanbros.com. Mm-hmm. You know, just whatever. You, you know, you can send a question. You can diss us. Like I said, you know, we need some beef. <laughs> just get ready to get
1: dissed right back because I don't play yes. yet.
0: Yeah, I will bring it to you live on the show. I'll invite you on the show. You know, And embarrass and then you
1: we in front of your mama.
0: Work. Yep. <laughs> send you home. crying. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, no, 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 it's no beef. It's all peace and love right now. You know, we're excited to be here. We're happy to be here in 2018. I do got to say, though, because, you know, I saw somebody tweet, like, yo, FanBro Show is doing it in 2018. You know, Bomani Jones, Cree Summer. And I'm like, yo, we was doing it in 2017 and 2016. <laughs> and You know, but, I mean, we was doing it in 2017. Yeah. Like, if you're a new listener, go to back to 2017, because the interviews... I just, I don't feel like anyone was touching us in the geek space in 2017. And I mean, I don't anyone.
1: Think, forget the geek space. Forget the geek space. I think Burn. in the podcast space for guests, for from a pop geek and social perspective, mm. I don't think people was touching us because, and when I say people touching us, I'm not getting big headed about it or trying to be like, oh, I'm better. You know, I'm saying from our perspective, from our tone, from our way of doing things, from the way that we interact with our guests, I don't think nobody was doing it like that.
0: Mm -mm, No, like, I mean, shout outs to God bless the dead, you know, shout outs to my brother combat Jack, like, you know, he's one of the few who I thought, you know, was the king of the interviews, you know, one of the best interviewers, you know, especially as he grew up really got his level up and his glow up in it, you know, just one of the best. And so I always wanted to emulate people like him, you know, other people I love. And I just don't feel like anyone's touching us. I feel like we're doing it right now. I think we bring the best out of our guests. I think they love being here. I know our listeners love listening to us. So, you know. So I'm gonna say,
1: hey, you don't have to think they say it on the show that they have a great time.
0: I mean that they love know.
1: being here. So like we're not guessing or making stuff up. Like these are this is stuff people are telling us. And then we we wait till the cam- the cameras are off and the mics are off. Like, but did you really have a good time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they continue. Yes, we, we I, mean, I enjoyed myself. It was different. It, it was entertaining.
0: And that brings us into our next news segment because you know I can mention two of our guests, Brian Fuller and Michael Green you know, who both had such a great time on here <laughs> that, you know, a lot of, a lot of things happened in life Whoa. for me, you know, so, you know, I mean, that's all I'm going to say on that, but, you know, we do have some news regarding them in a way American gods, you know, the show I was working on, on the second season has now found a new showrunner because Brian Fuller and Michael Green left in November and now, you know, the show has a new showrunner. His name is uh
1: Jesse Alexander, who's actually worked with go. Brian Fuller on Hannibal and Star Trek Discovery. Yep. So, he's going to run the Star show alongside Neil Gaiman and Fremantle is still helming the production.
0: Yep, and it's still be on stars and they're hoping to get it out in January. They have um scrapped the six scripts that
1: yeah. That you and your people's, your the writing room, you were part of Now, see, I, I have to ask you, Ben, just as a, as a writer, as a newly minted writer in the world of Hollywood, how does that feel <laughs> to have your work get scrapped like nothing happened?
0: Well, the check's still cleared. So that part of it feels great. <laughs> you know, shout outs to Fremantle. You know, thank you for, you know, clearing those checks every week. So that, that part of it feels fantastic. As far as, like, that, I mean, I'll definitely want to talk about this more. Like, I I want to put this out there right now. Any show that would love to have me on as a guest to talk about, you know, my experiences, me and Mellow Marketer, our experiences on American Gods, being a WGA writer, living in Hollywood, you know, the transition from New York to Hollywood, everything that's happened, I'd be so down. But as far as that part of it, The stuff I could say is it hurts, but at the same time, it's like I got to sit in a room with Brian Fuller and Michael Green and a bunch of other super talented, super intelligent people and come up Mm. with these scripts that we worked on for months. So it hurts, you know, but I (laughs) I, I learned so much, you know, and it was such a beautiful, extraordinary experience that I wouldn't, you know, change anything like with the good comes with the bad and like, you know, We'll see what they do with the show. I'm hyped to see what they do with it. I really want to see, you know, how they pulled us off because I felt like we did a lot of great work, but this is Hollywood. You know, things happen. People have disagreements. And, you know, shows go different directions. So I'll see what happens. You know, I like, I can't wait to see, you know, shout outs to everybody involved in the show still from top to bottom. Can't wait to see all do with it. And, you know, we'll definitely have, More on this in the weeks to come. And in some other news that, like, it this really hurts my soul to even talk about because, you know, it's crazy it has been living in Hollywood and seeing the reality of Hollywood, you know, seeing this whole, the whole Me Too movement and Time's Up, you know, I'm so behind it because it's so great to get some of these scumbags and insanity out Mm -hmm. of here. But this one just hurts because Uma Thurman, you know, she's been talking about a while. She said she's going to call out Harvey Weinstein, Stein, Stein whatever, fuck you. <laughs> and we all know this dude's a strumbag, you know, from top to bottom. I mean, just horrible strumbag. And the, the part of this story that really hurts me is the part where she's really calling out Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Because for a long time, I knew they had this relationship that was supposed to be this, you know, creative relationship where they created, you know, the character, the bride from Kill Bill together. They created basically the store together, and it was their whole, you know, like, creation. And I always loved that, you know, that he gave this woman equal, you know, billing in his creation of, you know, probably his greatest film ever. And, you know, now it comes out, I mean... It's tough for me to even talk hmm. about because it's so disgusting and so disturbing. Well, that
1: you know, it is yeah. disgusting and disturbing. And I can't say I'm surprised because I've always felt that Tarantino was a scumbag. A talented, yeah, a talented is, scumbag, but a scumbag nonetheless. I know.
0: Yeah, talented
1: um, and talented ass. And talented uh, also, some people will say, well, you know, th- th- that, that scale is kind of wavering anyway because a lot of people don't like him, period. Um, but you know, there there are movies in his repertoire that I do enjoy and I do like, and he, he has made his impact on pop culture, but nonetheless, he is a scumbag and she tells a story. Um, you should read the actual, the actual full, um, interview with Uma that's on New York times, but she tells a story of a scene she had to film for Kill Bill in which she had to drive like this kind of raggedy drop top through um, like a, like a desert or a forest or whatever the case is. And you've seen a scene in it, kill. It's literally really quick, but you've seen it where she's like riding in a drop top and her hair is blowing. And it's like dusty and all sorts of stuff. But in the story, she talks about how before she got in to film the scene, a teamster, um, there's someone working on the production of the film told her they didn't think the car was safe. They didn't think the car was really ready to be driven by her and, all this stuff that they, they weren't really sure about the, the the safety of the car. And she brought it up to Quentin and basically Quentin as a director, hearing the word no, just went off. She told him she didn't want to drive it and he went off talking about, no, you need to get into it and you need to drive 40 miles per hour because the wind got to hit your hair a certain way. So after all that, yeah, yeah, she decides to just go ahead and do it just to acquiesce and just get it over with. And in doing that, she gets into a car crash like Maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds into her driving, she crashes that car. And it's a serious crash. No, she doesn't uh, lose a limb or anything like that. As you know, Uma's still walking around, whatever, but she does suffer permanent injuries, uh, permanent neck and knee, knee, both her knee injuries. And that, on top of everything else she talks about, and it just makes me, just made me infuriated because. If you don't remember, like a few months ago, she even said on the red carpet, she was approached about all that Weinstein stuff. And she was just like, she was too angry to talk about it at the time. And she said it wasn't so much now that she was angry. It's just that she was scared and she was trying to buy time because she was just she it was so much that's happened to her with Weinstein and with Quentin. Um, I, with Quentin, I don't think it's sexual related, but the whole point is all of the the, the drama and the violence and just the just the general malaise around her relationship with them, too. Horrible.
0: Yeah. Um, there's details in that article that I will not repeat, but about Quentin. And it re- I mean, even this car crash really made you look at people were talking about if you've seen Death Proof, which is a movie he did after this which is about this car that's supposedly death proof and a lot of women get killed in vi- really violent car crashes. And it's a very visceral film. Like the car scenes are some of my favorites in, you know, cinema, but now I can't even think about it no. in the same way anymore. Cause it's like, mm, were you working something else out here? And it's like, I mean, there's just so much because there's a lot of things like for years, directors in Hollywood have claimed this power and this relationship with women who they direct that often turns sexual and it often turns into abuse. Like Alfred Hitchcock is notorious for being a strumbag. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And people give these guys credit because they make these great films. And it's like, fuck that. You know, because that's just got to end because there's people like Ava who make great films who everyone loves being on their set. You know, there's a lot of male directors who people love being on their sets. You know, so this whole, you know, oh, no, he's that great. There's somebody else great who's not a dick. You know, that's all there is to it. So, I mean, like as much as I love Tarantino's films, this makes me look at him in a completely different light. I'm not really interested in much he's doing from this point on. And it's like, ah, mm. uh, well, you know.
1: One thing we talked about uh, privately was the fact that on the New York Times article, um, it took Uma 15 years to get this video, but there's actual production video of the car crash when it happened. Yep. So shes uh, describes it, but you see it happening in real time. Well, not real time, but you see it happening in the video. And I asked Ben if he saw it and he said he did not want to see it.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't want to see it, and I understand that she put it out there so people can understand this, and it's like, you know, when Emmett Till's mother was like, no, show the cast it. I want people to see what people do to people, you know? And I understand that aspect of it. But at the same time, I don't understand, and I don't, you know, approve of people who didn't take this video, you know, put it on their own sites, their own Twitter feed, their own whatever, and are like, yo, go and watch this stuff, and are like living and making a living off of, you know, this, like, Violence against women, violence against people, you know, it becomes like a world star thing where people are like, yo, come watch this world star, you know, and it's like, nah, be like, nah, that's not my, you know, that's not what I do. I'm not, you know, I might watch violence on TV, et cetera, but I know that's fictional, you know, I'm grown, I can separate, but even then I'm not going to watch certain things on TV. And I'm not going to watch this video because I already read the article and I understand what happened to her. And I've been in a car crash. So I know what that does to the human body. And just fuck that. Like the other stuff in the article was even more disturbing to me because it really made me look. Because I know what it is to direct the film. And I know what it is to to work with actors. And I'm sitting there like, yo, this dude fuck this guy. And then on top of everything else, you know, on top of the you know liberal use of the N-word, et cetera, in his films, you know, the weird, you know, his whole general weirdness about black people and about black women in general. Oh,
1: man. Women, too. (laughs)
0: Women. I mean, obviously now women, you know, fuck off, Quentin. Sorry, bruh. You know, like, uh. You said sorry, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Man. Oof. What what's some good news today? Please give me some good news in movies.
1: Ah, uh, the short trailer for Han Solo is yes! going to be airing. Yes! It's going to be airing during the Super Bowl, and then they're going to do a full trailer release on Good Morning America on Monday.
0: Oh, so you know you got to come to Instagram because you know I'm gonna have the reaction <laughs> video. And, and I mean, this one, this this isn't like Black Panther at all because I really don't care. But I'm I'm gonna be really like mm, before this trailer. You know, it's not like every other Star Wars trailer where I'm like, give it to me, give it to me. I'm like, B- besides Donald Glover, I can wait. You know.
1: Yeah, so you'll be seeing Alden Ehrenreich's take on Han Solo. You'll see Donald Glover's take on Lando Carrizian, and you'll get to see the redesigned Millennium Falcon. Um, Woody Harrelson is in it, Amelia Clark's in it. So I'm, again, I'm just hyped because I'm just, you know, I'm into like the new Star Wars stuff that's coming out nowadays. So I'm like, I'm super, super into it. So I can't wait to see it.
0: I mean, I'm hyped. You know, they showed they can do a prequel with Rogue One, you know. I know there's a lot of craziness over the directors, but I trust Ron Howard. And, I mean, he hasn't made a great film that I love in a long time. But I haven't seen all his films either, so I don't know what what he's been up to. But he is a competent director, you know, and I know Disney, once again, is not going to put out some nonsense. So I'm pretty hyped for this. And also, uh, speaking of Woody Harrelson, I recently peeped um, three billboards it's, uh, I can't remember oh. the whole film. Oh, yeah, yeah, that movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great in it. You know, uh, Sam Rothwell has been up for a lot of love lately. You know, Rockwell, I think, Oh, you know, over his role. I think everybody is great in this film. But, man, like, that film, like, once again, like, speaking of Hollywood, it's just so interesting how they view people of color. You mm-hmm. know, because, like, the people of color in this film are just, like, so non-existent. And, like, Sam's character is this racist-ass police officer who has tortured, you know, a black person before. And somehow end up in in, in the end of the film, spoiler alert, ends up getting redeemed for, you know, something else. But it never goes back. Yo, you tortured this black dude.
1: Are you serious right now?
0: Yeah. It's like they, you know, like, he's not the hero of the film, you know, by any means. But by the end of the film, you know, you're supposed to feel like, oh, okay, and, but it never goes back. That's never questioned again. You know, it's used kind of for jokes at one point. You know, it's like. It's not good. Man. And, and people are just ranting and raving over this movie, blah, blah, blah. And it's cool. You know, everybody in it's acting. Woody kills it. Uh, Francis McDormand eats it, you know, as always. But, you know. Hmm. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's
1: difficult to kind of balance it the two out. Like, it's like, it's, and it's like not entertaining, but but you, you enjoy what you're watching. But at the same time, you see lots of flaws. And that's actually, that's part of what we do here at FanBros. Like, we think critically yeah. about everything. Yes, there's going to be stuff that hits us personally, and we're going to have some subjective ideas about it, but we're also going to look at it from every perspective and try to give you a, a well rounded understanding of what you're watching, including the issues that affect it.
0: Yeah. So, social and issues. The same.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: And it's like working out here in Hollywood, you know, it's difficult sometimes for me now because, you know, I want to work with certain people like I'd love to work with Clinton, Tarantino you know, before I found out this. Now it's like, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, and so it's like difficult to talk about everything with like as with American gods. Of course, I know more than I can say on this show, but I can't do all that. You know, that's personal to me, et cetera. But at the same time, you know, it's like. You want to see great things come out of this. You want to see media that we can all come be like, yo, that is dope. You know, like I'd want to see like I've seen a lot of people give shine to three billboards to Lady Bird. And I like both of those films. I think they're both good films. But I want to see more people give shine to Mudbound, which I think is an exceptional film that has, you know, a black woman behind it. That has another woman as a cinematographer, the same woman who's now on Black Panther killing it. So I wanna see these type of things, you know, that we're and I wanna see those type of films get the recognition and the love that these other films get for just being, you know, pretty good films. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it takes so much more from our films to get, you know, the love that other films get for just being, you know, good, but not something you're gonna remember 10 years down the line. Right. And so when people say we're overhyped for Black Panther, it's like, oh no. No, 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 no. I- I'm under hype. <laughs> Everything you've heard so far has been under hype for Black Panther. So, also, you know, speaking of Black Panther combo books, let's just get into some of this. Comic That's right. And, you know, it's a big intro, and there's really not much this week. I've been really, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if it's January or what, you know, if Marvel and everybody's saving everything. A lot of my favorite comics, in fact, I need some new recommendations from everyone out there because a lot of my favorite comics are either on break or they're coming to an end very soon, and it really hurts me. You know, like Invincible, what, one more issue? Damn. Damn. Yeah, Weekend and Divine, I think, is done this year. Um... You know, uh, Black Monday Murders, which I love, has been pushed back from like, I think it might come out of March, but now I don't even believe that anymore. You know, I, I have no idea when it comes out. Monstrous is coming back from Marjorie Lou. You know, I think the latest issue is on stands, but I'm more of a trade with that. So it's like I haven't, you know, I don't read the single issues because I just want the trade. So it's like I need some new recommendations from everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say, I checked out something I normally wouldn't check out this week, the resurrection of Jean Grey in X-Men. There's been this big build-up to it, because in the X-Men universe, the real Jean Grey that everyone like me grew up on, everyone who knows forever, from the cartoon even, has been dead for a long mm-hmm. time. And even though she's died before, this is the like, longest Marvel for, you know, really kept her where she just out of it. You know, they had a young Green Jean Grey from another timeline come in, but The real Jean Grey is back. And I got to say, it was a pretty dope issue. Like, I don't want to give it away what happens in it. And it'll be one of those things, if interesting, if they stick to it. But I really really like the twist that they took in this turn in this issue and telling the whole story of, you know, like Jean Grey's history. It was a really dope issue. So definitely check that out. (laughs) Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Rise of the Black Panther um, by my brother, my homie, Evan Narcisse. I love yo, I love the first issue. I think the second issue dropped last week or this week coming up. So make sure you check it out. If you're interested in the movie, it's like the perfect way. I mean this honestly, to get up on the history of Wakanda, on everything that happened before the movie, like on the history of Black Panther. It's such a dope, you know, recap of everything. I'm you know so proud of the brother. It's his first issue ever. Of any comic book ever. He's writing it with Tanahasi Coates. And I loved, like, way more than I thought I would, honestly, like, because I know that history, you know? So it's like, oh, I already know this history. But there was little stuff that I didn't know or didn't remember. So it was such a great refresher. And it was just so well done that when I finished it, I was like, yo, I got to get, you know, the next issue. I can't wait for it. So definitely check that out. A uh, new issue of Wicked and Divine, the special hits this week. And then next month, the series returns. But for real, I need your recommendations. So use that hashtag Comic Psychop. Let me know what you're reading all out right. there, and you know I'll mention it
1: on the show. Very good, Ben. I mean, thank you so much for your Comic because I, I've seen I've seen a, a, a few people actually this this past week saying that they've never even like <laughs> before they even listened to the show they never even read comics. Now they got like eighty five yeah. issues or something wild. <laughs> yo,
0: I saw one person who was like, "Yo, all I used to read was like X Men, Marvel, you know, a little DC." And then they showed this picture of all these independent comic books, you know, like saga. I mean, they just said that's had stuff. I've never read. You know, <laughs> and so it was like, I was sitting there like, wow, you know, to see that influence is so dope. Like, so shout out to everyone. You know, if you're new, if you're old to comics, it doesn't matter. Use that hashtag comics. I copped. And then, you know, let me know what you're reading and thank you for doing that. You know, it means so much to me. Like, because I'm such an addict, and I love to see other people, you know, get turned on into this addiction. Because I love comic books so much, and I feel like they're such a unique medium. So if you're going to see Black Panther, make sure you check out Rise of the Black Panther. Check out the Black Panther book by ta Coates. I'm loving that. I don't care what the haters say. That storyline is ill, and the movie actually gets into it. Uh, so there um
1: Just to sidetrack a bit, back to the guac. Um, one of my friends just saw the live video. and she, she tweeted... You better not miss my wedding for Black Panther. (laughs) Oh God. I'm so sorry, girl. No, you're a good You're a good, good, good friend. I would never do that to you, but I'm just saying, Black Panther lit.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, it's so lit. Like, y'all, I mean, we keep saying it, but y'all just have no idea. Like, I just mean that. Like, Monday after it comes out. Oh my, I I can't wait to see the joy. You know, the joy from everyone that this movie is everything they hoped it would be and more like to me it is you know i and i'm just being dead ass honest like it's everything i hoped it would be and it's more Mm. than that
1: all right there it is man
0: all right you know as always make sure you check us out on soundcloud on itunes subscribe all these places youtube you know like the queen of Fanbros said at the beginning of the show, 2018 is the year we get our recognition.
1: <laughs> Y'all not ready.
0: said it the